Danny J. And I'm Jill Coleman. Welcome to the Best Life Podcast. Here, we talk about everything from success, money, relationships, and entrepreneurship to productivity, honest communication, positive psychology, and how to cultivate an abundance mindset. Make money, travel the world, deepen your relationships, live full out. This is the best life. We'll have to just send people there. What's up, besties? Yeah. What is up, besties? Recording again. (laughs) We're back. And we're recording again. (laughs) Y'all, so Danny hit me up the other day and she said, look, our downloads are good. They're staying steady, but we need to start growing. So what ideas do you guys have? for helping us get our downloads up. Do we, should we have more guests on? Should we do more promotion? Do you guys have ideas that you want us to talk about? And uh, we're going to think on it because we have a big goal and we want to hit our big goal even faster. And so we want to get our downloads up and we want to know what you guys like about the podcast, what you want to see more of, and then maybe what, uh, what other ideas you have. Let's do it. You Maybe we can ask people to share. I hear Brendan on his podcast say, Hey, if this was helpful to you and you think it would be helpful to a friend, share it with three friends. So if this episode or any of the episodes, uh, and I feel like y'all do this, yeah. but if there's an episode, you're like, you know what? A friend of mine could hear this. Please share it. It's really easy to click the share button and send a link and say, hey, I was thinking of you and I think this episode would be great. Maybe not all of them. You don't want to sell the se- share the sex episodes with your dad, but there's going to be some that maybe you will. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe do share with your dad, you know, maybe he needs to know. <laughs> Maybe your mom wants you to share with your dad. (laughs) (laughs) Well, speaking Um, of sharing, we wanted to, uh, this is our favorite thing to do. We love dissecting memes on social media. That's where we get all of our content from. So Danny and I had a, well, Danny sent me this meme. Do you want to talk about it and tell, kind of say what it is? And and it's just the funniest thing ever. And I don't think we can actually play it on this. It is a video. It's like a, what do they call it when they watch a video and then they comment on the video? It's a switch, twitch. Yeah, no, no uh, I think it's stitch. just called a stitch. Oh, wow! Look at you with the vocab. It's I TikTok didn't... terminology. Yeah. So there's this clip that was going around. I actually saw the clip before and put it in the back of my mind. But it, an interview by Tom Billu. We've had his wife uh, Lisa on our podcast. Uh, he has a big success podcast called Impact Theory. So he's interviewing Ed Milet. And if you don't know who Ed Milet is, he's also really big in the personal development space, success space, and one of those just really aggressive oh, guys. Yeah, how I would guess? you describe his energy? It's very like it's bro. It's a broy energy, right? It's like that. Yeah. you know, it's like a Grant Cardone sort of in your face, you know, very direct style of of uh, you know, like no yeah. excuses level. No kind excuses of stuff. kind of. Yeah. So, he, so it's really him talking. Tom's not really saying anything. He's just nodding his head, but he's, he basically says, I am just going to start laughing before I even explain this, but he's, he says he compresses time. He goes, most people, they think they have 24 hour days. I get three days in 24 hours. My first day is 6 a.m. to 12 p.m. My next day is 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. And then my next day is 6 p.m. to midnight. Basically this, something along the lines of this. Like he takes six hour blocks and gets a full day work in and then he starts the next day. So he goes, I just start stacking. So by the end of the week, I've actually gotten 21 days and you give me a year and I'm like blasting part 
you know, way past you. And he goes, and you're toast. <laughs> so this guy comes on just kind of making fun of it. And he's like, yeah, by I wake up at 6 a.m. By 7, I've got a day in. By 8, I've got a second day. By noon, I've got six days in. And by one day or by after you've eaten lunch, I've got a full weekend. And he just goes, you know, by one week, I'm toast. Or by one week, you're toast. And by the next month, you're a muffin. And just <laughs> completely being ridiculous about it. So I... I went through the comments and they were just They're hysterical. So funny. The comments are even funnier than the actual <laughs> video. Because like when you listen to it, you're trying to follow like the logic, you know. I don't know about you, and I know this is just like a single clip of mm -hmm. like a few seconds, so I don't maybe there's yeah. more context to it. But I when Danny said to me, I was like, I have no idea what he's talking about. Like, how <laughs> does that math make sense? But he says it with such conviction, conviction because he's a speaker and he has a personal brand and he has that energy, like that really gets you like fired up. So you're listening to it and you're like, Yeah, like, you know, productive, like get work more. And then you like listen to the words and you're like, This makes no Fucking sense. Yeah. But um, a lot of people listen to him in terms of like success and best practices and yeah, get on Ed's level and all this kind of stuff because he has that like aspirational the way he talks and everything's very like, you know, in your face, like get it done, you know. And I I kind of vibe with that energy sometimes. But yeah, what he was actually saying made no sense to me. And the, no. the comments were <laughs> so funny. There were comments of people saying, yeah, I, I have $1, I fold it in half, and then I have $2. And so <laughs> it kind of put a light on how ridiculous it actually sounded. But when I first heard it, and I heard it a couple weeks ago, I was kind of going, yeah, you know what? He's really productive. I get this. You know, I could get behind. You get three days worth of work done in one day. And so I'm going down this path. And until I saw the clip making fun of it, I was like, wait a second, this actually is ridiculous. And then it got me thinking, I, I sent it to a couple friends. And one of my girlfriends, she used to be in network marketing with me. And this is kind of the vibe of and actually, I think he started, started in network MLM, marketing. started yeah. yeah, success in MLM. So it makes it, it checks out. Uh, so, you know, we were really fed this in network marketing with personal development and just product productivity. And of course, this podcast is a lot about that. But I feel like we have a more balanced approach. And she said, you know, you look at this stuff and, and part of you wants to go, yeah, wait a second, I'm going to do this. And there are people who literally probably follow Ed and, and a lot of these guys and go, okay, this is what they're doing. I see his success. I mean, he's multimillionaire, if not I don't know if he's a billionaire, but he's got probably 100 million plus and go, I want that level of success. I'm going to do what he does. So now I'm suddenly getting three days into one day and I'm compressing time or somebody might even go, OK, well, if he does it in six hours, I'm going to do four days in one day. Right. Like there's people who are going to just try to compete against it. So, you know, she's she was saying this and she goes, there's these success influencers, she called them, which I thought was actually a great name for it. And she said, you follow them and you start doing what they're doing, hoping you get to that level of success. And you become addicted to this. It's almost like this addiction to success. But I think there's another layer to this of these are people are sharing what they're doing, but they're not sharing how they got there. So maybe that I mean, maybe this is how we got there. I don't know. I, I kind of believe that Ed probably does live this way. Um, but do you need to? Does it have to look that way? And we've had these kind of conversations similar to this of, do you have to do everything? Do you have to do all the things? You got to do the cold plunges. You got to do the meditation. Uh, Shantae, we've had her on the show and she's, you know, does um, business with Jill. She just did a, I think it was a real, no, it was a story yesterday. And she woke up in the morning and she was doing a story. She said, hey, every morning I wake up and I get on my phone and I scroll for 30, 40 minutes. And 
it's okay if you want to scroll on your phone first thing in the morning because you hear all these people saying, don't touch your phone until 10 a.m. and make sure you get in your meditation. And I just love that success can look so many different ways. You don't have to fall into the trap of compressing everything in time and turning one year into 400 years. <laughs> well, I think it's, it, and I love this because I think it goes to a larger conversation like you said around, is it causation or is it correlation, right? So mm. for example, we read like, you know, and by the way, you guys, from a marketing perspective, there's actually a term for this in marketing. It's called model of the world. So for example, if I put an article out that says, you know, 10 things successful people do every day, right? That's a marketing piece because I want you reading that and going, oh, I'm not doing those things. And chances are, if I put that article out, one of them is investing in a business course, right? Because I'm I'm the person who has the business course. So you use this as a way for people to almost self-audit and be like, oh my God, I'm not doing five of these 10 things. And how could I ever be successful if I'm not doing these things? Now, I do believe that there are best practices. You know, Danny and I, we know a lot of people, we've had a good amount of success ourselves. So we could literally go and, and talk about some things that we do that really help and some things that, you know, people we know do that really help. But the idea isn't that once I start doing cold plunges, all of a sudden I have a million dollars in my bank account. Like it's not that correlated. It's not that it's not the cause of the success. It might just literally be a byproduct of this person, I don't know, working their ass off, getting to the point where they can actually leverage their time a little bit more, hire people to help them with some of the smaller stuff in their business to then open up time to then do cold plunges and every day an hour in the sauna and that helps them detox, get more clear, be able to show up to work more focused. But what they're missing and what I feel like is a disservice to a lot of people is they're not talking about the times when they were just grinding and they were just shit they weren't doing cold plunges. They didn't have the money for a sauna at their house. They weren't doing biohacking shit. They didn't have the money for that stuff. They didn't have the team that they have now. They don't have. So I think it's a disservice to tell someone who's just beginning in business or just beginning on their success journey that they have to check all these like boxes that you only start checking once you have success. So it's not that they're the cause of success. They're the effect of success. And so, yeah, and you know, this kind of goes to the separate conversation of, why are we chasing success? Why are we chasing someone else's success? Why are we chasing someone else's goals? Because we see someone like Ed and we're like, wow, he's a he's a multimillionaire. I should just do what he does as if you could literally just slot. It's the same thing when people used to ask you what you eat, right? They'd be like, Danny, what's your diet? You have a six pack, right? And you know that they can eat your diet exactly and their body's going to look completely different. It's the same thing. It's still a recipe. It's still a food list. It's still a meal plan but it's literally just someone saying, here's my success blueprint. The average person are probably not going to get the same results. And it's not, and it's because it's actually not what's making them successful. It's the effect yeah. of the success. We've taken so many of these quippy little quotes and taken them quite literally and too literally. Because I remember in network marketing, there was this whole idea of if you want to be successful, do what successful people do. Yep. And yes, you do need to do what successful people do, which is like put on some blinders and grind. But it doesn't necessarily mean eat the cereal that they eat in the morning, uh, have the same mentality, take the same kind of showers. It's like, like you're saying, it's that the details of getting there aren't really the thing. It's more of take the successful person's philosophy mm. and adapt that. And same thing with the meal plan stuff. Okay, take their philosophy of eating or ideas, see what works for you and your biology. But we've taken, we've just gone 
to this place in society or maybe social media really where there's these quotes, these cute little sound bites, and then we take that sound bite and make it into a reality. And it's like we're taking so many things out of context and creating, I don't know what we're creating around it. We're creating a very interesting movement. And and then it goes to where all the people doing these hardcore things start to feel better than everyone else. It's almost mm. like CrossFit in 2011, <laughs> where pe- the cro- the CrossFitters were like, we're the most fit people. And they're making fun of bodybuilders because you guys just look good, but you can't do stuff. <laughs> and <laughs> like, you're not really in shape. You can't run and lift weights, but we can lift weights and run and we look good. And so it's it's almost like competing ideologies mm-hmm. as well and these dogmas around success of how it has to look and and who suffers the most. I remember mm. feeling in the fitness days too, almost like a badge of honor that I was suffering the most and being so rigid and disciplined with my eating. Like, well, I look like this because I eat so rigidly and so strict. Well, I did eat rigid and strict and I did look that way, but later on I didn't eat so rigid and strict and I still didn't look so much different. So I think some of these things too go back to Ed going, I feel like, and I don't know him, but I feel like in a way, some of these guys in this space want to be the most rigid and the cool, like make it sound like they're suffering the most and this is why they're so successful. And I'm like, yes, and some of the success came from timing, luck, market, uh, your hand in life, et cetera, et cetera. So like, let's also not forget about those things. Like there's a lot of really successful people that came from network marketing and not to bash network marketing. I love it. And I did great in it, but I also recruited my ass off, did better than most people who were above quote above me. And I wasn't reaching their level of success because of where I was placed in the company and how Mm. the, the structure works. So it's not necessarily your activity equals your results in that case. So for him, he was at the top, at the beginning, right place, right time. Yes, he. I'm sure he worked really hard to get where he's at, but if I had put the same level of working that I did in my network company, network marketing company, but I had started three years prior early, you know, and been in the right position, I could have been making multiple, multiple, multiple times what I was making just because of the timing mm-hmm. of, of everything. Mm-hmm. So I think it's super important too, not to, not to dismiss the other factors that help people get to where they are. Mm-hmm. And that's what I do love about someone like Hermosi, who is very much like, I don't have a morning routine. I wake up, I have a cup of coffee, and I get the fuck to work. And, you know, I think when you said it's more success is more a philosophy, that's, I think, what is there's utility to borrow. I don't think you have to borrow the like specific actions. Everyone does something different to get them focused, to get them dialed in, to get them productive. It doesn't have to be journaling. I've never journaled in my entire life. It doesn't have to be meditation. It doesn't have to be, um, you know, a cold plunge. It doesn't have to be an hour in the sauna. It doesn't have to be this like massive morning routine. But I think the mentality of someone who is successful, there are very, there are commonalities. There are things like people, you know, if you invest in like investment is a big one. It's like, do you invest in, in your skills? Do you invest in courses? Do you invest in coaches? Do you invest in mentorship? Like, I think that's probably across the board and whatever that looks like for you is, are you in some way, shape or form investing in yourself and and cultivating high self-worth in that way? So I think more than anything, it's probably just a 
mindset. I hate that word, but it's more a perspective of the world. So, and it's very similar to someone who's like a, a um, an optimist versus a pessimist. An optimist feels as though not like everything is easy and good and happy all the time, but they see struggles or frustrations as opportunities versus someone who maybe doesn't have a success mindset might look at these opportunities as reasons to quit or distractions or crumble from these things. It's actually why I love, there's a book by John C. Maxwell called um, How Successful People Think. And it's a super short book and it's so simple. And it it changed my life when I read it in 2012 because I was like, oh, there are commonalities, but it has nothing to fucking do with a working a 20-hour day or having to do a cold plunge or having to, you know, everyone has their own process, but I think the mentality is sort of what's there. Now, I'm interested for you because I know your friend said one other thing, which is this idea, this success culture, that we're watching these little clips of these people who have success and we're starting to feel, whether we consciously or not, we're starting to be like, maybe I need to be doing more. Maybe I should be. And it's maybe not even your own goal, right? It's like a borrowed goal. And you're kind of like, maybe I should do this. Maybe I, and it's, and tell me how you land with that, because this could be a never ending rat race to nowhere because you're constantly obsessed with, am I doing all the right things to be my most successful? What does that even mean? Oh my God. Well, she said, I'm a recovering success addict. And as she said that, I was like, oh, me too. Like this is, and it's never, it was never like perfectionistic kind of thing. But I remember just, if I had seen this clip probably in 2013, I would have been like, yes, okay, I got to do that. I like, oh, this makes sense in my brain, which is so ridiculous. <laughs> this doesn't though. It breaks your brain. Right. <laughs> it's like, the math just isn't mathing. Um, I think that we can get on that like hamster wheel of continually striving, trying to get more, trying to do more, trying to be the best, trying to be the best version of yourself. And and then it's it's like, well, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with trying to be the best version of yourself? Nothing. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's this constant idea that there's something wrong with you that you have to keep improving. And it even goes mm. to uh, just, I mean, it goes to all the, the whole personal development sphere in general. And I think that, yes, like, of course, work on yourself, be a better version of you than you were yesterday. But not always. Sometimes I'm shittier today than I was yesterday. Sometimes it's just the worst fucking day. Like, honestly, all last year, I was not the best version of myself. I was worse last year than I probably was like five years ago. Was I a better version? No, I wasn't. And fucking that's okay. <laughs> right. It's like it's human. Mark Manson talks a lot about yeah. this, which I really love. He's like, look, like the people who are so fixated on chasing happiness or chasing success are oftentimes the least happy because they're chasing it constantly. It's not enough. Yeah. There's not enough here. And like the personal development space, obviously I would say this podcast is a personal development podcast, but at some point you have to just have like radical self-acceptance, like, you yeah. know, a radical self-compassion and be like, some days, you know, when people say, just do your best, like your best is going to change from day to day. And just acknowledging that and having this like radical self-acceptance to realize your humanity, I think that's the fastest way to quote unquote get ahead is acknowledge where you're at instead of wishing constantly that you were somewhere else or you were someone else or, you know, that you just doing more. I mean, I don't know about you, but I definitely felt like that in my 20s where I was like, I need to do more. I need to do more. And you've talked about that quite a bit where you're like, I felt like by 30, I needed to have all these things checked off. And then at some point you're just like, why? Like, yeah. what's the fucking rush? Why do I need 
multi-million dollars, right? Like, it's cool to be like, yeah, my business made a million dollars. Like, that's cool to, like, you know, but I'm also like, nothing fucking changes when you do that, right? Multi-millionaire, like, nothing actually changes. And it's fine. It's cool if that's your goal, but then ask yourself why. I feel like that's the thing is, like, ask yourself, why is that a goal of yours? What is that? How does that make you better, a better person, more, I don't know, like, to me, what actually matters versus just having a ton of money? Yeah, I think our society has just shown so much of this success lifestyle. And I was laughing. I saw another, speaking of memes, saw another meme the other day about how $10,000 months sounds like such, like, remember that she, it said something like $10,000 months don't buy you Louboutin shoes. Oh, and yeah, I saw you, you, pri- you. And don't get you private jets or something. Yeah. And I remember at the beginning of network marketing, like thinking about these $10,000 months and you're like, at $10,000 a month, you're not you're not flying private jets and you're not buying those kind of bags and shoes. So that is another, that is completely other level. That's adding a few more zeros per month. But we have these influencers who are sharing this lifestyle, which a lot of it is a rented lifestyle to try to sell the lifestyle to get you to buy their programs. Um, and we're thinking that that, like when we hit that seven figures, that's the lifestyle we're going to have. But it's not. It's really not. And of course, with inflation and the the cost of living it's like ten thousand dollars i said i made a comment on my story i'm like ten thousand a month means you can get doordash sometimes <laughs> like you can get avocado like, toast in los angeles yeah like once in a while you you still even have to budget it right it's like it's not really that much in in especially in certain cities you know ten thousand a month is going to be different in kansas than it is in la and new york but it is it's still not private jets. It's still not Louboutin shoes. It's still not like these fancy things that it seems to be. And so it's like, why are we, I don't know, I guess it's, I think we get the idea that this certain lifestyle equals freedom or it equals some kind of feeling or it equals acknowledgement or people paying attention to you. It goes back to the the idea that I think Tony Robbins, it's like there's six things that like the six core human desires mm-hmm. and it's like being seen and I don't know. I'm going to have to look those up. But (laughs) yeah, I think it's like, well, I think it comes down to these needs that aren't being met or that we need that we somehow feel need to get met. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know about those that list, but I do love David Rock has a book um, called Your Brain at Work. And he has what's called the scarf model. And he says the five key needs of the human brain. Mm -hmm. So it's status, certainty, autonomy, relatedness and fairness. And, you know, I think all of us need probably all of those things, but at some point we probably, if you tend to really be obsessed with like success culture and, um, and you know, how many followers you have and all your money and stuff like that, look like some of these things are cool stats, but that's probably more of like a status, uh, a need for status. I think, you know, most people, I think most of us feel like months to our last uh, episode that we did on like the trolls and haters, you know, like you feel like you can only have elevated status if you put down someone else's status. So there's a lot of different things there, but I think I know what you're talking about. One of them is significance. And I do believe that it, is what it, I and for me, to. it's, I think I do have a significance button, but I don't think it's money. I don't think that's, I think we all have all of these, right? To be honest, I think for me personally, it's not necessarily money. For me, significance is around like purpose and impact. I think for me, I do have a feeling of, I, I want to feel relevant. I want to feel like part of the conversation. I want to feel like I'm in the trenches. I want to feel, um, you know, and that's why I think my biggest concerns around aging are not so much, yeah, my face 
face is melting and whatever, like that stuff, like aging stuff. But I think for me, when I think about aging, that's the hard, I think that's going to be the hardest part for me. We did an episode a couple weeks ago on, you know, kind of like the mind fuck of aging and stuff like that. And I think a lot of my sort of biggest insecurities are around significance, relevancy, you know, being part mm-hmm. of the, the discussion, being in it with, you know, and so, and having been in this industry for 13 years, like you have, it's like, you know, there are people who are coming online who are like, who are younger, who are hotter, who are, you know, doing the latest TikTok, whatever. And, you know, it's hard. Sometimes you're like, okay, you have to remind yourself of who you are. And you have to remind yourself that the things that you have built and the evidence that you've created of success and the impact that you've made. And I think, yeah, significance is a big one. So asking yourself, like, if you have that, and I, I'm constantly thinking about this. I'm like, why do I give a fuck? Like, what, what's the big deal? Like, what's the, you know, so I'm trying to still figure that out. But I think if you have an obsession with money or even just, um, what's the other thing? Like, you just need to be around these people. You know, to me, that's odd too. Mm. When you feel like you just want closeness or you want an association with people who are successful. I find that odd because I'm like, I don't know. To me, I don't really like the that idea of being obsessed with celebrity. But I think our industry, I think our, our, um, our country is. I think our culture is obsessed with celebrity. Well, it also goes back to the quotes taken out of context is you are the average of the five people you mm. hang around the most. So then there's people who are like, I need to get in the rooms right. with people who are making the money and it I need to associate gross. with them because that's, and you can tell those people that are just trying to, get, and then there's, there are the coaches who are like, you need to pay to get in these masterminds to be around these people. So they're pushing it even more. And it's this, I don't know, like circle jerk of success addiction. And it's, Again, it's like, yes, you do, you are the average of the people you hang around, but also you're, it doesn't work right. like that. You're not, not direct, just like, like rubbing shoulders. Yeah, like, let me see your bank account. Hanging out. Uh, I'm going to be the average yeah. of everyone's bank account I'm hanging out with. Or you don't just like start hanging around down in Hollywood, going to hobnobby restaurants and just hoping that if you act like sit next to a celebrity, you're going to become besties with them or <laughs> something. So weird. So I remember like years ago, I so, was talking about that. I think I had just come back from like a mastermind or something and I was hanging out with my brother, Dan. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I need to really like figure out my, my social circle. I really got to like get up. I got to get like, you know, really elevate my surf. And Dan goes, Dan was like, what about me? <laughs> He was like, okay, because I was like, you know, I need to be around people like who are just like money, making money and this and that. And he was just like, I mean, I'm embarrassed to even admit this, but he was just like, um, <laughs> does that mean I have to go? Like, <laughs> so funny. Oh, my God. It's again, it just comes back to taking these quotes and it's that there's the piece of truth in them. So you're going, yes, that makes sense. But there's also it's not the whole picture. And we're we're taking it way too literally, way, way too literally. And I remember the same. Uh, I remember going to a conference and hearing the speaker say, you need to get in other circles and then literally telling people. So I remember going, how am I supposed to get in circles with millionaires if I don't know any millionaires? (laughs) And how am I supposed to start hanging out with them? And so then you just start going to these conferences, hoping you're going to run into a millionaire and be friends with them. It's just so Well, then you do meet them and you're like, they're so weird and like not cool and like kind of like stuck (laughs) up. And not all of them, obviously, but like Uh, good amount that you've met, you're like, oh, actually... 
no <laughs> reverse out of here yeah <laughs> like, I'm like right. actually I'm good with my friends who are making 10,000 a month <laughs> like let's stay here oh my god it is right. interesting but I like that you said it's these sound bites and you know so I yeah. think anytime you see a piece of advice that is talking about successful people do this or whatever just put on the lens of like would that is that for me or not you know, at the end of the day, know yourself, know what works for you. I remember now the cold plunges are really big and I'm not going to, I mean, I'm not going to out Danny, but she did do a cold plunge a couple times, <laughs> even though she said she wasn't going to. I still have never done one, I will say, hanging in there. But, you know, ask yourself, like, is that for me? Can I see myself doing something like that? Or is that just not? You know, I think what's been really fun about our journey is we've we've been in the space such a long time. We've seen so many people come in and do different things. Some people are like super spiritual, then they're super religious. And then they're like, they hate the patriot and like all these kind of things. And it's great for them. But like people are constantly changing. I feel like you and I have stayed like pretty like solid on like how we see things, how we've done things. Don't get a ton of shiny object syndrome, know who we are and just really stay the course. And it's not that you don't change and grow, of course. Um, you know, obviously yeah. both of us have been through a lot these last few years, but I think more than anything, it's just knowing yourself and going, yeah, that's just not for me. So who knows? Maybe Danny will take up cold plunging. If she sees a million dollars in her <laughs> bank account, she might keep doing it every morning. Dude, if that that were to work, I might <laughs> I might force myself to do it. Uh, we'll have to have Courtney post the link to the, the uh, clip we were talking about because y'all have to read the comments. I was crying I was like for like 20 minutes because I, I was laughing I couldn't so breathe. hard. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll have that if you want to go to the link in the description of this podcast episode and watch it and just read the comments and then you'll know what we're really so talking good. about. But we'll love your we'll love your thoughts on it. Um, you could go to we've had some a lot of people joining lately the Facebook group. So go to thebestlifepodcast.com. That's our site that has all of the episodes, which you can actually search just if you go to the click on the episodes and you just have a keyword like success or affairs or relationships or communication. The whole list of episodes that we've done on that topic will show up. So if you're just kind of feeling like you just need some inspiration or something on one idea, use that search feature. It's pretty cool. I was doing it the other day trying to find it. Uh, one of the episodes we did. <laughs> and uh, the link in the link to our Facebook group is also on that website. I'd love to see so you guys in there. We hope to see you. Yep. All, All right. Bye, guys. Episode.